Today on episode four of Off the Floor, I'm interviewing Stevie Dub. He's an up and coming hip hop star. He's got a story that'll inspire you and what he's doing with his opportunity will double that. What happens when you combine business, pop culture, and at least five analogies to ballroom dancing? You get Off the Floor, a podcast to help you get to that next step in your career or your tango. Here's our host, Chris Lionel. All right, cool. Um, well, I started making music. Um, it was probably back in about 2008, so it's been close to like 10 years now. Uh, I originally got into it because I just needed a, a way to kind of release like things that were going on in my life. I think I was dealing with a lot of negativity at the time, oh. and things around the house were like really, really bad. So I uh, I needed a way to release all the frustrations and anger and negativity that was going on around me. So I started to write music through the mix of all that. I ended up doing a show in uh, LA and I got an opportunity to meet a couple like label executives and they were just like, yo, man, you are, you're really talented. Uh, if you want to take this thing to the next level, you should get out to LA so we can help you out. I moved to LA in 2014 and I've been out here ever since. We're able to, uh, we started a clothing line, which is more so a, uh, a movement. I wouldn't call it just a clothing line, but it's called 7%er, which represents like the 7% or the small amount of people in the world that have a goal and a dream and they help inspire others along the way. You know, I mean, overall, we wanted to do something that was positive and that wasn't necessarily centered only around hip hop. You know, so we started 7%er two years ago and we're connected with a nonprofit organization. So we give back to schools, like scholarships and just like money if they just need like repairs or more equipment, PE uniforms, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, man, it's kind of all over the place, man. I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff from hip hop to nonprofit stuff, giving back to the homeless. I do motivational speech, speaking engagements at schools in like South Central LA and whatnot. So no, that's I stay busy. No, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, man, definitely stay busy. Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, the, it's always tough. Like when you take anything that you're doing, like for us, like, you know, we're, you know, we deal with every walk of life. They're doing something similar to what you did with music is that they're looking for some type of escape to do something that's creative and something that makes them feel uplifted. You know, even though everything on our end started with ballroom dance schools, like we're really, you know, much more about like what's the byproduct from that move? Like what's, what's the byproduct when you do something to challenge your comfort zone and to step outside. And so tell me about, like you said, you did that, that one show. What was that like? Cause I think that's something that could really resonate with our audience. Man, it was, you mean my first show or the one where I got to meet all these people who were like, yo, we need to take this to the next level the show where you really felt like you did it like the one that you probably felt like you needed to <laughs> you needed to do 10 push-ups before you went out there and you know it was like <laughs> eight mile you got sick in the back in the green room right <laughs> right no it was definitely that one that i did it was in i'll never forget it it was at a universal city walk in hollywood I did that show and then afterwards it was like I got such great feedback and I got feedback from people who actually have a name and have worked with bigger names in the industry. The guy I'm talking about is named Steve Lobel. He currently manages uh, Soldier Boy. Uh, Sean, he used to manage Sean Kingston. He managed Scott Storch. Bone Thugs and Harmony has been managing them since the early 90s. I was just like, damn, like this is crazy. Like this dude literally took the time not only to put this whole show together, but then pulled me aside. Me, you know, of all people that were there, pulled me aside and was like, look, and he had his assistant with him. He was like, I need you two to exchange information right now. And I need to meet with you within the next week. Like it needs to absolutely happen. And uh, that was definitely a life changing. I'm, I'm at where I am now in my life because of that one show. 
show. So that was the one. That was the one for sure. What do you feel like in terms of like the minutes that you logged? They always talk about like luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And so like what right. do you feel like you did to prep you for that opportunity? Uh, I mean, in terms of like what I did to lead up to it, whether it's like the day before, weeks, months, whatever, like just consistently doing shows and always going out there and not being afraid to kind of be like a social butterfly, you know, because I knew like there's going to be a time and place where I'm out of my comfort zone performing and I have to figure out a way to get into my comfort zone and get around these people that have, you know, more followers or they're a, a bigger public figure so to speak, than like me or what I'm used to. And I have to be able to carry myself, um, you know, the proper way so that these guys aren't like, damn, like this dude can't even contain his excitement or whatever. So just me going out and just being social. Like when I was going to school, like I would go up to random people. I would always challenge myself to try to hand out a CD a day, at least. And to somebody that I didn't know, whether it be going to school and handing out CDs, um, just going up to random people and recording myself saying literally what you said, hey, do you mind if I rap for you for a minute? Okay, cool, boom. Um, freestyling at guitar car center with my friends like we'd mess with the equipment and make like live beats and we just have fun just overall just me you know just working I feel like the process is what really uh what really stemmed me to get ready for the opportunity that was given to me and I uh I'm just grateful for that you know you know there's so many people that they want that instant result and then when they don't get it on the first attempt they just they just abandon it you know and so uh so yeah. that's like I guess that's the other 93 percent outside of the seven right that's right baby <laughs> <laughs> so, that's awesome so now um would you classify yourself as a music artist that's very motivating or would you classify yourself right. as a motivational speaker that's just got great lyrics? I would say a music artist that's motivating because I feel like my music was able to motivate me and help just really help me figure out who I am through the years of me growing up, becoming like a man and going to school and in and out of relationships and things that I've been with just in my life. Like I feel like my music has definitely helped me branch out like if it wasn't for my music I wouldn't be able to do like motivational speeches because music is a form of public speaking because I'm in front of a crowd and whatnot and my words have changed and shifted as I've gotten older because I understand the impact of my words so like I'm changing and making sure that what I'm saying you know has substance and I you know I, I feel like I owe that to my music platform so I'm definitely a music artist that's motivational opposed to a motivated person who's musical I don't remember exactly how you worded that but <laughs> that's cool and then yeah. give me, what was the first job that you ever had? First job I ever had was I was, I used to mop and sweep and take out the trash at a bar that was in this small town. It was only on Sundays too. <laughs> it was only on Sundays. I think I was like 15 or 14, but I would go to this bar that was like in this little town that I grew up in and they would pay me like, I don't remember what it was, maybe like it was less than a hundred bucks, maybe like 50 to $75, like a day that I went like a week basically to go there and like take out all this trash and do all this shit. So it was, <laughs> it was exciting. It was exciting, man. It's fun. Isn't that didn't, wasn't Prince like, wasn't he a janitor in like Minnesota or something like that? At the studio that he recorded, that he ended up recording at. Yeah. He would, yeah. he would, he would sleep. Yeah. He would sleep and clean it or do whatever he would do. And then he'd record after hours. Yeah, man, that's cool. If you had to describe like, you know, maybe one of the best teachers that you've ever had, who was it? And like, did they say something to you? Was it something that they did academically or maybe something that was more personal? Like who was somebody that really inspired Definitely. You? I have my, my English teacher, my senior year in high school, her name is Mrs. Erdman, Chris Erdman. Uh, and I still talk to her like on the regular to this day, cool. but I took a public, I, yeah, I took a public speaking class my senior year of high school. And this was before 
me and my friend Ross really got into writing music and recording music and bought all the equipment. That was like the first taste that I had of getting out of my comfort zone and having to go in front of people and really speak to them. And believe it or not, I wasn't always the most social guy. Like I was actually very, like I was very like to myself when I was in high school, before I started doing music, like I just didn't want to get up in front of people and talk. And uh, she really helped me, you know, branch out. And then as time went on and she was like, wow, like when you get into your comfort zone, when you're up there, you do a great job. So it's great that you're doing music. And she would always encourage me and my friend Ross to keep doing our music. And she would come to our shows. She'd stay for like 30 minutes, you know, but, but, uh, you know, 30 minutes to like an hour. It wasn't really like her crowd and the loud music was probably a little bit too much for her older ears. But um, yeah, Mrs. Erdman, definitely. If she hears this ever, thank you very much. I appreciate you. (laughs) That's great. That is great. Well, you know, um, I, I got to tell you, I was listening to the track that you have pinned to the top, that uh, Unforgettable remix. It's got like a Latin dance vibe to it. How did you go into that one? Um, I'm working on a duo EP uh, right now, a collaborative EP with Heartbreak, who's the, the, the female artist that's on the record. This is the story real quick. I went over to her place. It's where we, we've been recording a lot of the, you know, we do a lot of our tracking just over at her house. We were talking about putting out original content, but we were still searching and searching and searching and looking for beats. And she was like, you know, a lot of the things that I've gotten a lot, you know, the most listens on were me doing covers or doing not necessarily covers, but remixes of popular records. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Look, I, I brought up the Spotify app and I was like, let's go on a, like the, the global top 100 and let's go through one through five and pick out which one of these songs we like the most neither one of us had heard any of the songs the first time that we ever listened to unforgettable was when we decided to remix it we sat there we listened to it three times all the way through thoroughly shut it off downloaded the instrumental and then came up with the chorus and the song like right afterwards so it was like it had that vibe to it where we were like okay this is the one speaking of that me and her have a lot of music that's unreleased that people haven't heard and it's like incredible I'm, I'm very very excited for people to hear the music that me and her have coming out we have 10 unreleased tracks that nobody has heard that we're ready to release once we get all these music videos shot the music that we have made now is is incredible i wouldn't it's unforgettable actually (laughs) 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 i mean it's funny funny. that that was a good one um when you're talking about this partnership with her it sounds so much like when we have like a couple that comes in and it's all about them adapting to each other because they have to dance like together. And so just like if you were going to record something and if you were going to work off of somebody, even in like a freestyle, you've got to be able to like pay close attention to like the timing and to be able to find your spot. So like, what would you say is something that you feel like you have to do consciously when you're, when you're doing something collaboratively with an artist versus when you're doing something solo that might like resonate with, with our crowd? I would say, I mean, you have to be open and willing to, you know, just be open to new ideas in general. Like you, it, it can't all be you. Like it has to be like a selfless type deal when you guys are working together because th- there's certain times where the both of us, we have very good chemistry just as friends in general. So that helps out a tremendous amount, really building that rapport with one another and like that chemistry. But, you know, we've had times where like I've listened to a song or a chorus and I and or I've listened to a song and I had this idea and I wrote it down and then she listened to it and she necessarily wasn't feeling it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let's go back to the drawing board. You know, like you just can't be afraid. Sometimes you may butt heads or you may disagree and that's OK. And you just got to be open minded overall. That's great. All right. Well, um, what is like so you talked a little bit about like what you have on in store, like what can we expect from Stevie Dub going into 2018? Like what's. What's on the docket? So you say you have like a couple albums coming out. Like, what can we? What can we? Yeah, expect? definitely. 
Um, a lot of content, more motivational content. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not, but I posted a video the other day called Why Not that basically talks about why, you know, why people don't support each other and repost and comment and like each other's content more. So I'm going to be putting out a lot more motivational videos. I'm going to consistently be putting out the No Beat Just Heat series, which is like a, it's a freestyle like a series where I put out just me rapping without a beat or anything on camera every Friday. Heartbreak and I are going to come out with REP. I don't have a definitive date on that. A lot of music videos are going to follow up with that. A lot more vlogs. I'm going to be coming out with a solo EP early, early, early next year. Um, before the end of this year, 7 Percenter, which is my brand, my movement, we are doing an event in LA, which is the sixth annual. We've done this for six straight years where we give back to the homeless. What we do basically essentially is starting the day after Thanksgiving, we start to take donations and whatnot from anybody, clothes, shoes, socks, underwear, you name it, we'll take it. The Saturday before Christmas, we rent out a huge U-Haul truck and we load up the U-Haul truck and we have a bunch of people with us and we all go down to Skid Row. And if you're not familiar with Skid Row in LA, it's a huge place downtown where there's a lot of homeless people. It's, it's you know, they're sleeping on the sidewalk. Very, you know, very crazy uh, situation going on down there. But we go down there and we feed them. We give them haircuts. We give them clothes, shoes. So we end the year, you know, we end the year every year giving. Stevie, I got to tell you, like, what's really refreshing, <laughs> thinking about, like, your teacher. What was her? What was your teacher's name again, your English teacher? Mrs. Erdman. Mrs. Erdman. So, like, you think about her, the fact that she would go to one of your shows, I think, speaks volumes about, like, what I've just noticed just in, in the short amount of time talking to you. It's really great that, you know, you've taken something that could have been, like, a deal killer for anybody's confidence, and then you've, you've repositioned that. You've turned into something that's powerful. So, I'm impressed by you, my man. I think that's really great what you're doing. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You know, I just always wanted to do something that was more positive. I knew I had it in me. I just want to put a different creative spin on it. Not just me, but my manager. I have to credit him a lot for, you know, just the things that I'm doing overall, like show a different side of hip hop. Like ultimately, like, yeah, I am a hip hop artist and I make sure that people don't forget that, which is why when you listen to certain songs, you may hear, you know, some aggressive language. You may hear some, you know, aggressive lyrics. That's just the hip hop side of things. But I let my actions back up a lot of things. Like exactly like what you're saying with me giving back and just overall helping motivate others. That's great. All right, I'm going to ask you some rapid-fire questions, and then we'll be done, all right? Now it's time for rapid-fire questions. So do it. Let's do it. First thing that you can think of. Okay, so I want you to tell me one hip-hop track that will give you the goosebumps every time you listen to it. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Oh, that's a good one. For me, it's, it's, uh, it's Common, I Used to Love Her. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That, Man. But Lose Yourself, that's one of those ones that I want to punch somebody after I hear that song. I get so hyped. <laughs> yeah, I get pumped in the gym. But that I Used to Love Her song, man, that's, that's a close one right there, too. That's awesome. Okay, now tell me, what's your comfort food? Comfort food? Um, my comfort food would probably be, I would say fruit, honestly. It sounds weird, but just like any form of fruit, probably like strawberries. Like I sit and snack on those like all the time. <laughs> Did you hear this thing that Tom Brady has never had a strawberry in his life? Did you hear that story? Is that true? I, I don't know. Like it was like true? never have I ever. Wow. And I, that's just, that's what I heard. You know who you should follow on Instagram? And if you ever want to try it out, is branch to box they send out fruit we get a big old box of fruit like every wednesday and it's it's nice so i'm right there with you i definitely need to check that out send me that in the dm after that i, I will don't forget sure. please sure what is what's the last 
movie that you saw that made you a little emotional? Like you, you really felt like you were getting a little choked up or it just really touched you. I think I actually shed a tear after I watched the Avatar movie. That was a long time ago, <laughs> but I, I, that movie, I was like, wow, like this is, this is great. So that movie was, that movie really hit me hard. You know that they're making uh, sequels to that, right? Yeah. I saw, I saw that actually. I'm excited. I'm very excited for that. And I think it's going to be the most expensive sequels ever made in the history of movies or something like they're going to, it's like a billion dollar budget or something like that so that's crazy yeah i'm sure you can make a lot of albums with a billion dollars Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um okay what would be if you had to think of if there's a quote something like if in and i don't even know if you have this but like if you had to get a tattoo of a quote that has totally changed your life maybe something that you heard that you read like someone told you like what would be the quote that you would get a tattoo of there's so many to choose from but the one that i heard that's so simple was you're gonna die by gary v like (laughs) the lady ran up to his limo was like what did it say? Uh, three words of encouragement. That, You're going to die. I was just rolling. And I heard that it. I was was, like, it's so true, man. That was great. All right. Well, I think it was a lot of fun chatting with you. And I think you've got such a great head on your shoulders. And I think that I'm sure that your family is super proud of you and that uh, that you're doing really great things, my man. I, um, how can people get in touch with you and how can they follow your music? Like what's the best medium for them to connect with you? Definitely. Uh, I would definitely say to for now, check out the SoundCloud page. I'm revamping my website to release everything on there, which is going to be stevedub.com. But check out my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash stevedub. The Instagram, Twitter is all stevedub. If you want to watch visuals, go to youtube.com backslash Stevie Dub Music and uh, all my content will be right there for you. All right. Okay, Stevie Dub doing big things. Thanks so much for making the time, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. I appreciate you guys for uh, for having me. And when I do uh, episodes of my uh, podcast, I know who to call as one of my guests. There you go. Done. Book it. <laughs> all right, man. It's all good. Have a good day. All right, you too. It takes special people to find the opportunity in adversity. And then, on top of that, to turn that opportunity into something even more special. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Stevie Dub, and thank you so much for tuning in to Off the Floor.